Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farms Beef. Hey guys, get your orders in now. They're going to be here this Friday making their deliveries to Brandon Pearl, not Pearl, I'm sorry, Brandon Florence and Ridgeland. 100% grass fed. 100% grass finished, antibiotic free, mRNA free, Mississippi sourced beef. I defrosted a pack of hamburger meat last night. I had a big old ribeye steak that I'd gotten from them. Cooked the I have I, I'm gonna cook the hamburger meat tonight. I cooked the steak last night. Thank you to Ready Teddy for bringing me some boiled peanuts over. Uh, he said, "Man, I, I get the Cajun." He said, "Pour the." Pour the green, pour the extra juice in the green beans. I said, "Hey, I got some green beans. I'll try this." Now I'm hooked. By the way, holler at Ready Teddy for your peanuts. Holler at Stonington Farm for your grass-fed beef. You will not regret it. They got some mini cow packages right now, some half cow, some whole cow, and other stuff available. If you don't want to splurge like that, you don't want to stock up. I would stock up with all that's going on in the world today. You need to be at the grocery store. And at your, or not the grocery store even so much. You need to be at your local farmer's market, in your garden, and getting with your, locally, your local beef suppliers like Stonington Farm. I'd be stockpiling, guys. I'd be getting those freezers up, make sure I had generators that can run them if the power goes out. Things are, You think things are expensive right now as we approach into World War III? Things are going to get very expensive. Food's going to get very hard to come by. That's why it's going to be more important than ever to support these independent local farmers. Start with Stonington Farms. Go online, Stonington, with two N's, farm.com. Stoningtonfarm.com. You'll place your order. You can go view, You go to say a link called View Cuts. It'll have the pricing and all that stuff there per pound. And they'll have their pack their their half cow packages. Now you can mix those up so the price varies on those mini cow and whole cow type packages. Because you might you might want more of something and less of another. You know, so you ain't gonna be able to play the system. You ain't gonna be like, well, I want less I want more ribeye so you can give me less ground beef. Mm mm. That ain't how it works. You don't have to pay more if you want to do that. <laughs> anyway, check them out, Stoningtonfarm.com. They're delivering up here Friday. We're gonna Beat it up really hard this week. Make sure you guys know they're coming. Give you a fair and ample opportunity to get your order in. All right. So we talked a good bit about about the JSU stuff there. And I got, you know, I, I reloaded an old video on my TikTok yesterday. It was like on this day last year. And I've never done this before. Where you, you know, share a memory about a violent crime. Or uh, about something that was going on, but apparently, uh, let's just say this day in history in 2022, there was a post I had come across, a screenshot, and some videos and stuff. I had to dig for it now. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Where there's a gas station over in South Jackson, right there next to where this is it used to be. I think it's called RJ Billiards now. They're still open. Great place. Good people. But there's a gas station right there on the corner of, I think that's Rainy Road and Cooper Road. Been a lot of shootings there. Been a lot of shootings there. There's actually a police precinct a half a block from it there in Candlestick Park. I assume it's still there. Candlestick Shopping Center, not Candlestick Park. That's where the 49ers played. 
Anyway, somehow or another, some cops had had to shoot somebody or something or another, and there was a bounty put out on some JPD people's heads. I've seen the, I saw the paperwork, you know, with my sources in JPD. This is in fact true. So anyway, I just reposted the video here, and I'm just reading the comments. I'm just blown away at the damage that the Goon Squad incident did to police relations in central Mississippi. I can't post anything pro-cop, which it ain't going to stop me. I'm here for I'm the one for it. I am built for it. I am, my support of police is unwavering. I can separate bad apples from my good my support for good cops. You know, both can be right. These guys can be these guys can be bad guys. We can be okay, that's right. These cops can still be good cops and I can support them. I'm capable of doing both. But uh here's just some of these comments. It says how many how many unarmed people have been unjustly killed by racist cop police officers? Another commenter, when people lose respect for the police or not safe, people are not safe anymore. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the the whole point of this was talking about there being a hit out on the cops. Some people were like actively trying to kill some JPD cops last year. It says, so you don't like that. What about the six officers that tortured two black guys? What you got to say about that? <laughs> you know, just everything goes back. That's what I hate. And that's what we've talked about on the show some is that when that goon squad incident happened, how difficult, and I'm only going to tell you from my point of view, all the shrapnel that just guys like me have to take, people like Therese Apel that support law enforcement like we do. You know, it puts us just, just, in, just being public facing and being so pro-cop that it puts us in a bind. But again, the, on the scale of importance, absolutely minimal. Absolutely minimal. Unregisterable. Because I'm going to keep doing what I do. But the real fault, the real issue is what it does to the trust of the department and the other police, especially out there at Rankin County Sheriff's Department. I've, I, we'll get to the story here this morning about, um, there's a couple stories concerning the Goon Squad and the fallout from that on WLBT this morning. We're, we're going to get to those. And, but one of the quotes, I wasn't going to go straight to it right now, but I guess I will if I can put my hand. Okay, I can't put my hands on it. I'm not going to scroll WLBT on my break. I'm live on air here. But it just talks about they have to rebuild the trust of the community. And I can just tell you out there as a member of that community I mean, that people – privately in conversations around the dinner table at the bar at these other places i, I want to tell people something here that all think all rank antonians are or the goon squad's a reflection of all rank antonian people but brother i'm gonna tell you they are not we had this whole situation's had a little time to breathe and look at it then you pile in the the report on brian bailey and the and the the phone records of his girlfriend, you know the story. People, people are mad in Rankin County. I mean, every conversation, if I go out in public to a restaurant or a bar or anything in Rankin, in Rankin County, especially in the downtown Brandon area, 
It is the lead conversation um, of how embarrassed citizens are, how they say they can't, they have a hard time seeing those high Rankin County pol- uh, cruisers and, and, and not looking at them and not have, not thinking different about it. And it's true, but I, I know too many good folks over there and I'll go to my grave saying this. There's too many good folks over there at the sheriff's department for me just to, to, to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I ain't going to do that. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, brother. It's Jeff. Hey, what's up? Oh, not much. Just uh, wanted to chime in on what, you, what you're saying there. Uh, I completely agree with uh, what you're saying as far as the um, the citizens. I think it's just a lot of, a lot of disappointment. You know, across the board, people living in, in Rankin County. But uh, I think even more so than that, uh, for me, um, the most damage that it did is is the concern that it, it'll turn into, you know, eventually start going down the path of, of, you know, surrounding counties that aren't as safe. Because at the end of the day, even, you know, no department is, is perfect, but uh, we got great prosecutors and, and law enforcement in Rankin County. And, and uh, you know, if you start taking that away, going down the same path as, like I said, surrounding uh, counties. Well, that's that's what they want. Yeah, and that that's that's what everybody's fear is, and I think that's why everybody's so mad. You know, no department, like I said, is perfect, and it seems like a, a spotlight is in. You know, this is what the, the other side has been waiting on. Finally, we have something. You know, to to condemn Rankin County. Look how. Look how terrible it is over there. It's not so great. At the end of the day, this is still the safest county in the state, uh, in the region. And and that's why people, you know, flock over here, uh, almost like illegals crossing the border. Everybody's trying to get over here, and that's why, because it's great. And everybody does feel safe. But if it starts going down that trend and then with, you know, uh, of the surrounding uh uh, you know, Hines County and, yeah. and other areas that, that used to be safe are not. You know, you'll see that, like you said, that's what they want. You'll start seeing the same thing over here. I sure hope that's not the direction we're headed. But uh, you know, I think that's that to speak to your point is well, why there's so much disappointment. There was a lot of pride, and you see a Rankin County cruiser, you know, riding down the road. And now, you know, not not everybody. I I, I still take pride in, it, but you know, a lot of people are like, man. I still, I still, when I, if I see a Rankin County cruiser, I still, it still makes me as a citizen, not Clay Edwards, not none of this other stuff, just as a citizen of Brandon, I see a Rankin County cruiser, I know that nothing stupid is going to happen to me in that, in, in their presence. I still feel safe when I see a Rankin County deputy. Yep. Same, same here. I just, I hope it stays that way. I hope that they don't continue this smear campaign to try to, to make it that, not that way anymore. Yep. Not Please. that way anymore, rather. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening this morning. Yeah, man. All right. Have a blessed one. All right. Let's take a break real quick. I wouldn't mind staying on this topic if you if you guys want to want to stay here. We can. We can bounce back and forth to the Jackson stuff. I know there's plenty of international and national news, too. We got two full hours this morning. We will get to it. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Phone line 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line. Boy, I tell you what. I wish Guns and Gear was open on Monday. Another ammunition manufacturing company just blew up. That ain't that, that ain't no accident, Hoss. Time to start stockpiling. Don't forget the guns and gear is your home of no limit. 
ammo. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Come back into the Clay Edwards show. Guys, we talked about Guns and Gear at the end of that end of that read there, and I think I just want to piggyback on that and, and uh, tell y'all. Uh, I, some people have asked for the link about the ammunition thing blowing up. I've got something loading on my phone here. All right, let me pull it up. I was loading the video up during the break there. I believe uh find which text message it came from. Here we go. And I will send anybody this link that wants it. It says, uh, <clears throat> was, the, was this planned? Ammo manufacturing plant explosion leaves many worried. Caller stay on hold. It's a 150,000 square foot warehouse that produces bullets blew up in Nebraska. You would think this would make headlines. So that's where it was. It was Nebraska. Anybody wants the link, I will send it to you. My point being, that's exactly what they wanted. You know, it's our. They got food plants blowing up everywhere. Now ammunition plants blowing up. Well, you take the food and you take the bullets. What we got? I mean, I'm talking about to fight with. We got to have food. You start you start limiting the bullets. Now I know there's a we probably got enough in in our in our, our safes throughout here to protect ourselves for an extended amount of time. But make no mistake. We're like I'm I'm just using this as a size reference, not not ideology. Like what you've seen happen. Us John Q citizens are kind of like Hamas fisting to try to fight the rest of the world. With all their space lasers and bombs and everything else. We might put up a fight. But they can literally blow our buildings up from outer space. Uh, if we had to fight our own military being the point of that conversation. Anyway, n- another another conversation for another day. Get out to guns and gear. Home of no limit ammo. Get stocked up. I'm not being hyperbolic here. If nothing else, you know prices will inevitably... Shoot through the roof, pun intended. So buy now before you had to pay more. Home of, again, No Limit Ammo, located right there, Yandale Road on 51, heading north toward, heading north to Gluckstadt. Right there on the right, can't miss it. They got all your favorite guns, new and used, tons of accessories. Really, really, really good guys working there. Fun to go talk gun stuff with. Fun to just shop top. Well, I can't talk this morning. Fun to just talk shop with. And, of course, they they can take care of all your gunsmithing and Cerakoting needs. And, again, they will buy your gun, too. Maybe you got more guns than you need and you need to, get, you need to trade out some guns for some ammo. You can do that. Whatever you want to do with it. Go see them. They'll take care of you. Shop them online. Gunsandgearms.com. Let's go straight to the phones. Hey, thanks for staying on hold. You're on there. Hey, Clay, I think when all this stuff cleared with the goon squad, I think Brian Bailey will be indicted. I hope he isn't, but they'll try to get him on something. And that $400 million lawsuit they got, if it goes to federal court in Jackson, Mississippi, with the jury pool they will pick from the Delta, from other parts of central Mississippi, and we're on the river cities, don't be surprised if they get it. Now, here's my question. If they do get it, they do get a judgment on Rankin County for $400 million. Does Rankin County have that kind of money? You know, I... 
Well, obviously, I don't think it would be a lump sum payment unless they have some type of insurance. But I don't know that you have insurance to cover stuff like. If I'm the insurance company, I'm saying no. And they may and look, they may insure themselves. They may be they may be self insured. I, yeah. I think JPD is self insured. The city of Jackson is also self insured. So, yeah, but think about it. Think about it. There's no you can't that retort reform does not fall underneath that because that's federal. And they're going to probably go after the police officers who did this to them. Go after their full one k, their homes, their assets, and stuff like that. If that happens, do you really think police are really going to do their job knowing there's a chance they could get sued like that? It's going to be tough, but I guess what you have to take into take into account is once you get into the heat of the moment, you hope that uh you know the police do what they got to do. I think there's too many, I think there's enough good cops out there now. They may come in and just neuter it and say, "Hey, we got to change the way we got to change the way we police." Yeah, I had a guy come into a and sales, I'm not, and I, I'm not saying there's bad cops out there because I don't think there is. I think this was isolated, but I think these do have mental problems. I really do. They had to have these people, man. These people, they were totally heartless to do this, uh, these guys. Okay, so, and I know there have been stuff at that house before, but that's no excuse for what they did. And I, I think you, we would agree on that. Sure. And But here's my deal. If Rankin County does have to pay that, that's going to kill their budget. And it's, what if Ridgeland has to come up on a percentage of that? That's not going to be good for them. I'm just saying... Yeah, I, now I don't know why Richland. Well, I know that guy was off duty, so doing a ride along. I, you know, I don't know if qualified immunity would, would cover him, but yeah. So, and I heard one of your callers say that's the safest county in Mississippi. So it's safer than Madison or Harrison County or Hancock County. Yeah, because Rankin doesn't have a Canton in the middle of it. Well, that's true too. What about Harrison and Hancock? I don't know. I can't get into the weeds on that. I, 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 I got a hard time believing that, Clay. Well, I think the crime stats back it up, but, you know, perception is reality. Yeah. Hey, you have a great day, brother. You too, brother. Thanks. All right. So, while we're on this topic, this story broke over the weekend on WLBT. Uh, Sheriff Brian Bailey wants federal claims against him from torture case dropped, citing qualified immunity. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so we're going to do this together for the first time since we're on the topic. Here we go. This is on WLBT by C.J. LeMasters. New developments tonight in the federal suit against Rankin County for the torture and abuse of two black men. Now, Rankin County Sheriff Ryan Bailey wants all federal claims against him and his department dismissed from this case. Investigative reporter C.J. LeMaster breaks it all down for us. C.J.? Well, Howard, here's what we found whenever we started digging. The attorney for the agency says those claims should be dropped against Sheriff Brian Bailey because he's entitled to qualified immunity. Now, qualified immunity protects government officials, particularly law enforcement, from being sued unless they violate clearly established law. Now, this suit alleges that Sheriff Bailey's failure to train or supervise his deputies led to the January torture and abuse of Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker. Five former deputies pleaded guilty to federal and state charges stemming from that incident. You remember when that happened. Bailey's attorney, Jason Dare, says the sheriff isn't alleged to participate in any of those criminal acts or had knowledge the crime was being committed. For Bailey to be implicated here, Dare argues he would have to have violated their constitutional rights, and that right would have had to be clearly established when this incident took place. 
Now, Jenkins' attorneys argued that some of the deputies who shot Jenkins and tortured both men had previous incidents of excessive force and were not reprimanded or retrained by Sheriff Bailey. They point to three specific incidents. Deputy Brett McAlpin's assault of a Pearl man in 2010, the killing of Pierre Woods in 2019, where former Deputy Hunter Elward fired eight times, and the death of Damian Cameron after Elward tased and kneeled on the man's back for 15 minutes. Now, the attorney for the sheriff says three cases over 14 years doesn't equal a pattern of unconstitutional conduct. Of course, a judge will have to decide, though. One thing to keep in mind here, Sheriff Bailey was actually denied qualified immunity in that Pierre Woods killing and could be found liable there. Now, Jenkins' attorney tells Three on Your Side they disagree with the defense's strategy here, and they're going to respond very soon. Courtney Ann? So it could, it could get very interesting over there from a legal, from a, uh, a liable standpoint. Will Brian Bailey be able to be sued personally? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be tough. And I understand. I'm just gonna talk about it. I, I, how do I say this? I want to make sure I get my words right here. I think a lot of people in Rankin County. Some of the conversations I've had, people were very embarrassed, very embarrassed, especially a lot of people who have waving the the law enforcement flag were very embarrassed by what happened with the goon squad stuff. You know, there's no there's no sticking my head in the sand and pretending that didn't happen. We've talked about it here on the show when Sean's in here a good bit and myself a good bit. I can't ignore those. I can't hold Jackson and JPD accountable for what they do or don't do and then stick my head in the sand on this. And even if Brian Bailey didn't know what was going on, and you could say, "All right, look, he had he had six, five, five bad apples." If we just want to pretend that this is the case, he had five bad apples. You know, I can almost just say, "Hey, just clean it up. It don't happen again." The county's safe. I feel safe out here. But then you go into this other stuff with the spying on. Um, your girlfriend who's still married to another man and the other guy that she's allegedly talking to, that's an abuse of power. And that, that I, I, look, we all have the things that make us angry about stuff, but I think that's the one for me, really. I think that, that, that's the one that really worries me because if he'll do it to them, who want to, who else won't he do it to? Who else has he not done it to? You know, I was at dinner the other night and this conversation got brought up and I said, Man, I could understand, you know, if it's his wife he was doing it to. Like, you know, I'm sheriff. I think my wife's fooling around or something. I'm going to tap some phones. It ain't right. It don't make it right, but it's a little more understandable. But this situation, this this was the one for me. This is breaking the public's trust and an abuse of power. All right, and and by the way, if any of us did it, we would be in jail.